Hi there. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. This is Rome Business Radio. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. And I'm Thomas Kisslet with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Good morning, Roger. What's going on, Thomas? Uh, everything's dandy. <laughs> well, Staying you... <laughs> busy. Staying busy. Yes, how are things at the Chamber? Uh, we just uh, released, actually, a press release a few minutes ago. Uh, op- breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Operation gift cards coming up. Uh, we did that last year, right before Christmas. Um, that's when we match um, gift cards 100%. So, you know, you buy a gift card for one of our participating retailers. Um, for instance, uh, one of our guests, we can talk about it a little later. And uh, for, let's say, $100, and we match that uh, with $100. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's a program... Uh, you know, we got a $10,000 grant, and uh, last year it was gone within 30 seconds. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be uh, done uh, before um, Valentine's Day, actually. Uh, uh, February 4th. Yes, February 4th. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Fantastic. We kept it a secret uh, for a while. Well, well, that's great to hear, and uh, I guess learn more from the Chamber website. <clears throat> And uh, but uh, Thomas, we got some guests here today. If you would mind, if you don't mind, please introduce our our guests. Absolutely, we have the Plevins family here, Tim and Paula. Uh, very excited with the Salvation Army uh, in Rome, and then we have um, Jane Ferguson, and she's at uh, the jewelry store with uh, Jane. Um, Ford Giddings. Ford Giddings and Kane. I always mix that up. I, I don't That's know. okay. That's it's okay. the it's a jewelry store with the letters, <laughs> but uh, but we are here to to learn more about that. <laughs> Ford Giddings and Kane's only been around since like forever. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, forever. Actually, forever goes back to the fifties. Nineteen fifty-eight. Okay, and and can you give us a little bit of the history? Well, contrary to public opinion, I was not there in nineteen fifty-eight. <laughs> But three amazing men uh, started a company. They wanted to be a fine-quality, full-service jewelry store, and I believe they've achieved that over the years. It was Mr. Ford, Mr. Giddings, and Mr. Kane, and they built a fabulous store, and now I think we have the best team we've ever, ever had. So in all these years, we've just continued to build on the excellence that they put in front of us. Well, you know, there's certain institutions in Rome and, you know, you guys are one of them. It's the first thing that pops in your brain when it's at, at every, just tell everybody where you're located, even though everybody knows already. We are at 312 Broad Street in historic downtown Rome. <laughs> well, because this is a podcast, people do listen in other parts of the country and the mm-hmm. world for that matter. So uh, we, we'd love for people to come to Rome and, and, and we'll talk more jewelry because Valentine's Day is coming up and we want to sell some earrings and necklaces and things like that, right? Um, so, okay, Salvation Army. Um, Tim and Paula Blevins, and we joked before, the, before the, we got started here, you both have the rank of captain. So you're of equal rank, and you're married. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> Coming on 40 years, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. How many of them happy? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Which is why another reason I should give you his phone number. There you go. Uh, it's a big anniversary. Wow. Tim, it just did really work out too well. A few weeks before Valentine's, you're sitting here with the local, <laughs> the local jeweler and your yeah. wife's here. Can I borrow some money, Paula? <laughs> sure. Um, so just if you, if one of you, uh, you being a married couple, y'all probably interrupt each other all the time. Uh, just, just a background, a little bit of the Salvation Army of Rome. Obviously, this is a Christian-based 
charitable organization. You know, people, it's been in our vernacular forever. But just for broad, broad on high, you know, what's the mission? What, what are the, some of the founding principles? I went to the website just to kind of refresh myself, and I found it very interesting how Christian-based it is in everything you do. We appreciate so much that you asked for the mission because that is the one main point that we really like to emphasize. And the mission of the Salvation Army, it's the same in Rome as it is all over the world, and that mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. We do that through a lot of avenues, and we can talk about some of those if you'd like, but uh, everything we do stems from and uh, is based on that mission of helping people come to know God through Christ. And that's what we like about the Salvation Army. And how long, Paula, have you guys been involved? When did you get, in, when did you get involved? Was it, was it individually or were you always as a couple involved? We've always been as a couple involved. And actually, we came to really understand more about the Salvation Army when we owned the CNS Trophies um, trophy shop downtown on the cotton block was when we got to know the officers then at the Salvation Army. Um, that was in 2000, about 11, uh, 2010, 2011. And we began to have conversations with them. And God just worked out all the details. We, the first thing we did was visit the Salvation Army Church here on Second Avenue. And that was in 2011. And then we just began attending there all the time volunteering uh, with different programs that the Salvation Army had. And then in 2014, we um, God worked out a lot more details. We <laughs> sold the trophy shop. We sold our home. And we went to the Salvation Army Training College in Atlanta for two years and were there for 2014 through 2016. Our first appointment was then after that in Griffin, Georgia. And we were four years in Griffin, Georgia, and God worked it out again to send us back to our hometown in Rome, and we are thrilled to be back in Rome. Right. How does the Salvation Army work? Could you have been sent anywhere? Yes. We could be sent anywhere in the Southern Territory, uh, stretches from Washington, D.C., all the way down to Texas and anything south because we are part of the Southern Territory. Now, if we wanted to apply for overseas work, we could have done that as well but anywhere in the Southern Territory. So we were prepared to go to Texas or West Virginia or anywhere like that. And at any point, they could move us again up until the point that we retire. Right. So this, were you, are you Rome natives? Yes. So this was a calling Yes. to, to sell your house and uproot and go to training and not know where you were right. going. What's, what's the training like? At the, at the college. Yes. Well, the training college for the Southern Territory is located in downtown Atlanta on what used to be Stewart Avenue. It's now Metropolitan Parkway. And that training college has been there for decades, but it's a two-year training college. And it's designed just to equip Salvation Army folks to become officers. It's not a, a, like a liberal arts college. It's specifically designed to train people who are going to become officers in the Salvation Army. And the, the premise of using military jargon, army, and officers, what, what's that about? Well, that dates back to the founding of the Salvation Army, which actually happened in 1865 in London, England. Now, initially, our organization was not called the Salvation Army. It was called the Christian Mission, founded by a husband and wife, William and Catherine Booth. And the Booths patterned the Salvation Army organization structure after the British military. 
So that's why we have all of these military terms. Probably there's no other uh, church denomination in the world where you walk in and their minister, their, the minister's title is lieutenant or captain or major. So we are unique in that regard. So. Right. Um, and, and so the Salvation Army was founded in, in 1865 in London, so it really didn't have anything to do necessarily with the end of the Civil War here. Uh, That's correct. Uh, yeah, it, Although just, it was coincidental. Uh, coincidental. Maybe and, even providential. I don't know. Um, but, uh, so 1865, that actually predates four Giddings and Kane. It does. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, you guys are you guys are an institution. Um, and the Rome Salvation Army uh, was founded in 1877. Is that right? Have I got that date right? Late 1800s yeah. is all I remember. Yeah, wow. so it wasn't too many years right. after um, the Salvation Army. Wow, okay, that's interesting. Um, so we'll circle back around and talk about some of the good works that you guys do in the community. And, Jana, I had been on your website um, and you've talked about what a great team you have. Uh, and I know you want to sing their praises and expand on that, but I see that some people are registered jewelers and some are certified gemologists and some are both. What, what are, what is the difference? What a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Through the American Gem Society, which is the society that, um, we must join to keep our credentials um, the registered jeweler is the first level, and that is sort of an entry that proves that you've studied diamonds and gemstones, and you're proficient in discussing diamonds and gemstones. The second level of certification is certified gemologist, and that means you're more than proficient. You're becoming an expert in diamonds and colored gemstones, meaning you can identify them, um, and you're just... You're more proficient as a gemologist. And the third designation is certified gemologist appraiser. And that's the highest designation the American Gem Society gives. That's given once you're proficient in not only identifying, but in evaluating and appraising gemstones and diamonds. And there are either five or six certified gemologist appraisers in the state of Georgia. Two of them are at Ford Giddings and Kane. Wow. We're the only two in Rome, Georgia. They're both at our store. And then we are also, from what I understand, the only jewelry store in Georgia that has a certified gemologist as our bench jeweler. And a bench jeweler is someone who takes those beautiful gemstones and makes them into jewelry. So, again, we talked at the beginning about Mr. Ford, Mr. Giddings, and Mr. Kane wanting us to be a store of excellence Mr. Giddings insisted on that, so our team is all, um, they're all on board with learning as much as they can so that they can serve our customers the best possible. It's nice to know that the expertise is there, because you hear about cut and clarity, and give it, what, what is that? <laughs> Diamonds are graded by the four C's. There we go. Cut, color, clarity, and carat weight. All right, what does all that mean? The cut is not just the shape of the diamond. It's in 1921, a man named Tokowski realized the most ideal way to cut a stone to get the most light from any stone. So the right angles, the right proportions. So he came up with an ideal cut for a diamond. So if it's an ideal cut, a diamond of the same color and clarity and size that's ideal might cost twice as, twice as much as a diamond that's poorly cut. And we've always said that cut is 50% of the value, but Mr. Giddings insisted that it was 100% of the beauty. 
So cut is the most important of the four C's, and it's the only one that man completely controls. Then you've got the color, the body color of the diamond, and it goes from zero to ten, zero being the best color, ten being the lowest, and zero being the most expensive. Then you've got clarity, and that has to do with inclusions. There could be feathers, there can be crystals, there can be all kinds of different inclusions inside a stone, and the more inclusions, the less expensive. And then the carat weight is actually what the stone weighs. You hear people talk about a quarter carat, a half carat, a carat, two carats. So those are the four C's. And it sounds simple, but there is a lot to each of those four C's that you need to understand. So when if a customer walks in and they're clueless. That's, just- that's my question, by the way, <laughs> if, if I may in, 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 interrupt, because, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up and there are probably lots of uh, proposals coming up. And I remember, you know, back, not, not 20 years ago, but, uh, you know, I was a bachelor and I was, you know, making that step. And, you know, there, it comes with anxiety and a little bit of stress too. You know, there's, you know, all of a sudden you have all these checklists uh, and one of them is to get the big ring, you know. So for all of our bachelors out there um, that have a little bit of anxiety, can you tell us, can you walk us through once they open your door, um, what they can expect? Well, again, it goes back to our team because we have a, a very well-educated team We want to put you at ease. We're not, if you come in there and all you want is a pretty ring and you don't want to hear about those four C's, our team is not going to pressure you to listen to all that because not everybody cares about that. They just know the style they want. They know the look they want. And our team will walk you straight to that. But if you do want to know all of that, you want to know about the polish, the cut, the symmetry, just be reassured that we do have a team of experts that can tell you all that and explain to you why one diamond you see costs this much and another diamond costs twice as much. Our team is there to just answer your questions. And again, I can't emphasize enough, they love people and they love helping people. So we're going to make it as easy. Um, my daughter, Michelle Riker, does our marketing and she came up with something several years ago Um Work hard, play hard, shop where it's easy. So our team every single day wants to just make it easy for that young man who wants to come in and buy the perfect ring. Um, well, you mentioned how helpful your staff is. It got me thinking I have to think about segues to bounce back and forth. <laughs> Helping others. Uh, Salvation Army, give me some specifics of some of, the, some of the projects and programs. I know you have something coming up in February, but there's plenty of things that you guys are constantly doing in our community. If you could run down some of those for us, please. Well, let me just start by mentioning our family store. We lo- relocated our family <coughs> store from West Rome back in November. We had been out in the uh, shopping center there for uh, a couple of years, a little more than two years, and the decision was made to relocate back over here to Second Avenue. We really liked the idea of having everything back on the same property, and it's turning out to be a good decision. We're, we're glad that we've done that. Our staff is very happy, and it's just a lot easier to manage that. We are open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6, And you never know what you're going to find in our family store. We've renamed, uh, uh, the Salvation Army has, has changed the name from thrift store to family store. It's a resale store. But we get donations every day. 
if someone is cleaning out a house after a death of a family member, or maybe they're just getting new furniture or new dishes or whatever, uh, cleaning out the kids' toys because of all the toys that the kids got for Christmas, you never know what you're going to find there. Um, Name brand clothing, um, sometimes with the tags still on them. Um, Great shoes, um, dishes that you might not be able to find anywhere else that Someone has used for many, many years their old dishes. Um, you just never really know uh, what's going to be in the store on any one given day, and it's going to change just about every day. Um, so we encourage people to come and, and shop there in our store. We're trying to do some different kind of marketing um, ideas. Um, we're doing sales on different departments on different days uh, where we have a flat William, uh, William Booth, a picture of our founder, William Booth, and we're moving flat William around to different parts of the store. Today, flat William will be in shoes. So if you're looking for shoes, uh, every shoe in the department will be 50% off. Yes, uh, two days ago, he was in toys. So flat William moves around the store, and you can always find a good deal. <laughs> it's like the elf on the shelf always moving around. Yes, <laughs> you never that. know where William's going to show up. Yeah, and you mentioned helping uh, people, Roger. That is probably the number one uh, perception of the public with the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. When we speak to groups, we will start out a lot of times by asking, when you hear the term Salvation Army or when you think of Salvation Army, what do you think of? And that is probably the number one answer that people will say, well, y'all, you help people. Uh, so we get that answer quite a lot. And then some people say, oh, you're the, the organization that uh, rings the bell at the red kettle. But just in summary, not only do we have the family store, but number one, we have the church. And Captain Paula and I, we are actually the pastors of the church. We are ordained uh, ministers. That's part of the two-year Salvation Army training. So we have Sunday school every Sunday at 10 a.m., worship at 11 a.m., and we share the uh, the pastoral function. She preaches two Sundays, I preach two Sundays. So we, we have the church. We also here in Rome, uh, Paula has already mentioned the family store, we also have the homeless shelter, which is, which is a very important um, function that we provide. And uh, currently we are set up to house 10 men upstairs and two women downstairs. And not only... Do we house those 12 persons? And normally we stay pretty much full. But in the wintertime, we have what we call the white flag program. And what happens there, if we see uh, at the beginning of a day that that the, the coming day is going to be down to 32 degrees or colder, we actually place a literal white flag ha- out hanging on the building to let the public know that even if you are not a resident in the Salvation Army, you are still allowed to come into the building. We will provide a cot for you, uh, a place to to sleep, and then even a shower uh, before you have to vacate the property the next morning. So again, that would be for anyone, any homeless person who is not our resident, but yet is getting down so cold that uh, they need a place to just to, to be warm in. for to be warm for the night. That's right. And and you know, homelessness is obviously an issue nationwide, but, but People might not realize it's it's a problem here in Rome as well. It is, um, and so it the the monies from the family store they help fund all of your various missions. And and yes, how how else, I, how else are you funded? Good question. Well, the family store ideally 
the profit from the store is to be utilized to help continue the programs of the Salvation Army. That's why we need shoppers. Yes. Right. right. I notice I said profit, not revenue, because the re- the store itself has some expenses, of course. Sure, we, sure. We have personnel, we have uh, overhead, and so forth. And I got a power bill. Yeah. That's right. right. <laughs> but ideally, we, we'd like to make a profit and use that profit to uh, help provide the services of the Salvation Army. Now, having said that, we also get private donations. We get some uh, government grants. So we have kind of a, a wide variety of funding sources, but we're always you know, in need of revenue, I guess, like me, all other nonprofits. So, uh, but the Christmas fundraising effort is the, the largest fundraising push of the year for us. The Red Kettle is, uh, is one of our major fundraising Oh, well, tips, so. it, it's when you're totally synonymous with something. It's like when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Um, so when did that start? Do we know the history of that? The Red Kettle. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Well, you, you uh, guys went to two years of Salvation Army College. Right. You should know this. Yes. <laughs> it dates back to the, he late does it eight, a lot better. <laughs> the late 1800s with a particular Salvation Army officer. His name was Captain Joseph McPhee, and he was out in California in San Francisco. And the holiday season was approaching, and he had a, a strong desire, a passion to provide a holiday meal to the poor people there in that area. And uh, it was a great idea, but he only had one problem. He only had one thing that he lacked, and that was money. <laughs> right. And so he, he borrowed an idea uh, that he had heard of, and he, he procured a large lobster pot and placed it out <laughs> in an outdoor area, in a public area, and he placed a sign on it that said, keep the pot boiling. And uh, the, the, the story goes that uh, someone came by and tossed a few coins in, and then it caught on very quickly where people were placing not only coins but currency into the kettle, and they ended up being able to provide that holiday meal. So that was the, the start of the red kettle in the United States. Eight, 1891, I believe it was. Let and me. there's also milestone. Uh, I I was helping you guys in the winter, and I I I loved it so much that you have a QR code now. Yes. So no more excuses. Hey, I don't have any change That's in my right. pocket. You know, everybody has a phone. You know, and uh, we had actually a few people stop by, and they used Venmo or PayPal, and mm-hmm. you know, you just donate a couple of dollars uh, via phone. That's so right. you you. Stay up to date with the time, if with the TikTok generation, you know, because right. they don't know paper anymore. In That's coins. right. Yes, we have all those ways to pay uh, at the kettle, but then we also have an online kettle. And at any point, anyone can make a donation through our website. Um, that's It's very easy to do. But I wanted to mention one thing about the, the meal. We also serve um, an evening meal 365 days a year, uh, every evening at five o'clock anyone in the community can come and get a hot meal it's to go right now um but 365 days a year so thanksgiving christmas easter it doesn't matter what the date 365 days a year on average how many meals do you serve each night we prepare for 50 sometimes it's less it can be 30 35 sometimes we serve 55 to 60 Uh, especially during the holidays we may serve more during the holidays yeah but that's that's something that we do every every night. Oh, uh, well, that's great. Um, you know, you had mentioned one thing that stuck in my brain. It made me think about Jan. You talked about people cleaning out their houses and 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 might be able to go donate stuff. It's interesting. Uh, one of the other services you guys provide, Jan, 
and when you talked about your your certified appraisers, people might have granddad left me a watch or so-and-so I've got some earrings or something that, so what's the process there? Somebody can come in and your appraisers can look at it and, and judge the value. Then is, is that something, would, would you guys buy that or do they now go have the, they, now they know what it's worth to go sell it somewhere else. Um, so is this just a service you provide to appraise? If you appraise something ethically, you can't appraise it and then make an offer to purchase. Okay. That's just oh, that not. Actually, that actually makes sense. That's just not ethical. Because so. I, I appraise this at two dollars. So. <laughs> so we are very strict um, as members of the American Gem Society. Part of our membership is that we follow um, their guidelines of knowledge, ethics, and consumer protection. So we're very strict about that. If we do appraise it, we do not make an offer to buy, and they're different ways to appraise. You've got retail replacement value, you've got fair market value, you've got estate value, you've got scrap value. So appraising is another entity unto itself that is very, very broad, and there's a lot that goes into it. So we we do appraisals for all those different reasons. We do appraisals for charities a lot of times. Our our team, I keep going back to that team, our team does a lot of um, things, I guess you would call it pro bono, if it's going to help someone else. But appraisals for individuals, there is a fee for it because you need that for insurance or if you need it for any other reason. So we do appraisals for all kinds of reasons. And and what other services? Jewelry cleaning? I mean, what else do you guys do? We have the best team for <laughs> your, cleaning jewelry. Your face just lit up. <laughs> I know. I mean, because I'm envisioning our team. I mean, you walk into Ford Giddings and Kane and – so every day people come in to have their jewelry cleaned because our team, they light up when you say, can I get my jewelry cleaned? It's not like oh, they just want their jewelry cleaned. It's like I get to clean their jewelry. And we love because when we sell jewelry, we'll often tell people we're excited they bought it because we know we're going to have the opportunity to clean it. You need to have your jewelry cleaned and checked at least twice a year. Um, one of our clients comes in every single Friday to have her jewelry cleaned. And so there's no there's no amount of time that is too often to have it done. But, again, our team loves doing it. They completely check it under a gem scope to make sure everything's tight and safe before they clean it. Then they clean it. They check it again. Then they give it back to you. And it looks just as pretty as it did the day you bought it. And how did you guys handle through the pandemic when the world was shutting down? And what, what do you, how are you handling things now? During... When the city of Rome mandated that none of our retail stores could be opened, we followed all the rules. Uh, I was allowed to go into the store because there's there are just things that have to be done. Bills have to be paid. Things have to be checked. So I went down to the store every day. And if we actually did sell engagement rings, but we followed the rules, um, there's one family in town that they came to the back door I would actually put the diamond rings on the lid of a City of Rome garbage can. When those, I cleaned that bright, beautiful yellow garbage can. I would put the things on the garbage can. They would look at them outside, and then I would stay inside. They would look at it, hand it back to me. We would sanitize it. So we followed the rules. I mean, I wish there had been a camera. Um, and that family 
precious, precious, precious. So we've, we've got that story to tell forever. But And then there was another family that came, and we actually did the same thing on the front of the store, but put it on the hood of their truck because they had children in the truck. But we never got within six feet of each other. Yeah. They never entered the store. So we were able to sell engagement rings, anniversary presents, birthday gifts. Um, our company actually stayed strong through the pandemic and then our team was calling me constantly saying, when can we come back? We, I called Dr. Gary Voscio, who's a Rotarian with us, and asked him if he would come meet with our team to tell us how we could safely reopen once the city said it was acceptable. He came in, met with us. We set up protocols and followed them to the letter. And we've, we've just done really, really well because Again, our team does what they're supposed to do. They do it the right way. And um, every day we give God the glory because we know he's the one that's blessed us. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, let's just kind of go around here for some some final thoughts. I certainly want you to provide contact information of a website or a phone number or a street address or whatever it is, that social media. Um, but, but just any final thoughts? Want to make sure everybody has the opportunity to mention anything coming up that they want to make sure that, that, that gets mentioned if we haven't touched on it yet. Uh, so, um, Tim and Paula, any final thoughts here or contact information? Do we have time to mention one other program that we are sure. uh, getting off the ground here very soon? It's called Pathway of Hope, and I don't know if Paula wants to, to take this or if she wants me to continue on. We, uh, we are in the process of implementing a very important partnership with the United Way of Rome. And it's a Salvation Army program called Pathway of Hope. And part of uh, what we do in the Salvation Army, we have a, a caseworker in our office, and she works with our um, shelter residents to set goals and make life improvements and so forth. But also, this Pathway of Hope program is designed to have a more lasting impact on poverty families who are in poverty and this program again is um is geared toward families with minor children so it cannot be just an individual it has to be a family with minor children it could be a single parent but there has to be minor children involved and the reason for that is we are seeking to impact intergenerational poverty not just the generation present but the succeeding and the subsequent generations. So we are very excited about this Pathway of Hope initiative, and I won't go into any more detail because I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but uh, I'm sure Paula's going to want to mention our, our contact uh, addresses and so forth. Yes, one other thing that I wanted to mention was um, um, Mondays we are doing music for children or adults, and we have two wonderful volunteers who teach music, um, and we actually are teaching violin um, at the Salvation Army. It's amazing. Normally, the Salvation Army is known for brass instruments, mm-hmm. but one of our volunteers has violins, and she has volunteered to teach and provide the violins. So anyone, any of y'all could come and take violin lessons on Mondays. I'm taking the class. Yes, on Mondays at 5 o'clock. It's just 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And so you're welcome to, or if you know children who would like to. The younger children, we're actually doing singing, and there are a couple of children who Say, I don't want to do violin. Okay, that's fine. That you know, we'll have them in singing. But th- this is a great program. Uh, Pre-COVID, uh, it was brass and singing on Mondays. But this is a great way to 
you know, do something a little bit different. So that's on Mondays. Every Monday at 5 o'clock at the Salvation Army. Our contact information, we are located, our offices are at 317 East 1st Avenue. We're across from CrossFit, and um, we're there Monday through Friday. Uh, The office is open until 3 o'clock every day. But uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, You can search for the Salvation Army Rome, GA and find our Facebook page. And we also have a Family Store Facebook page, so that's going to be the Salvation Army uh, Rome Family Store. So we have two different pages. I post photos on those pages of items in the store that are unique, also where Flat William is going to be located on any particular (laughs) day. And um, we have been posting some of our sermons uh, well, actually, all of our sermons in a video playlist on the community page, not the family store page, but the community page, so anyone can watch those sermons. Um, so our phone number at the office is 706-291-4745. Oh, oh yes, we have a website. <laughs> um, SalvationArmyGeorgia.org slash Rome. You can just search for Rome Salvation Army and the website will come up. Um, okay, Wow. Plenty of ways to get a hold of you guys. That's exactly right. I, I do want to back up, though. Well, this is Floyd County. Are you sure it's violin and not fiddle? <laughs> <laughs> Our son played violin. I, I don't know the difference, but right. <laughs> there probably is. We were told many years ago when our son took violin lessons that really the instrument's the same. It's the way you play. <laughs> okay. Uh, violin sounds classy. Fiddle sounds country. That's right. <laughs> I'm good to go either way. Um, okay, uh, Ford Giddings and Kane. Uh, you have social media, street address. Uh, any specials coming up for Valentine's? Things like that. Everything special at Ford Giddings and Kane. <laughs> now, who, now who's doing the marketing? You or your daughter? <laughs> um, yes, um, we have a wonderful team that does our Facebook and Instagram. Krista Lovering and Hannah Bing do an amazing job with that. So you can check us out on both of those, the Facebook. And then our website is fgkjewelers.com. The best thing to do is just come in because you will get Linda Kay's friendly face. You'll get to meet Jerome. You'll get to meet Gabby. You'll get to meet Alice. You'll get to meet Jimmy Madden, who's been with us um, over a quarter of a century. And just a team, a team unlike any other. So I, I would put our team up against anybody. So come see us at 312 Broad Street in Historic Downtown Rome. Thomas, you want to bring us home there? Sure. <laughs> First of all, I encourage everybody, you know, to look out for our Operation Gift Card, February 4th. And I believe you guys are part of it. And, Absolutely. And, you know, keep an eye on it. We match, you know, every amount that you spend, um, $100, up to $100. So, you know... Um, Spend a hundred dollar gift card, you get a two hundred dollar gift card, and um, you know you spend it um, for something nice at Valentine's Day. But I was going to have a mission now. I'm going to go to your store, to the Salvation Army store, to check that out before we come to the can drive. And I'm I'm going to be on a mission to find a piece of jewelry, mm-hmm. which we I have bring jewelry. back. Which <laughs> I will bring back. You never know. Maybe I hit the jackpot to Jen. To, to either have it cleaned or to have it appraised. Right. Who knows? So um, that's our connection for today. And I also have, you know, a quote. You know, I always find, try to find like a quote to connect our, our guests a little bit. And today I have one from Richard Ferguson. Maybe there's some relation or not. But I think that's pretty fitting for today. And he said, when you are suffering, seek a place of beauty and sol- solitude. 
make this effort to remind yourself that life is beautiful. Mm. Very good. Richard Ferguson. Thomas is very profound. <laughs> Much more profound than I. Uh, thanks, Thomas. For sure. uh, Thanks, Thomas. Thanks, everybody. This has been a great show. Appreciate everybody's time. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight here on Rome Business Radio. We're broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thanks for listening.